0: down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, you get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, you get 20, 20, you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Yeah. And so then they continue. There's an extensive literature uh, and numerous studies pointing to the distributional impact of climate change on poor countries and the need to scale up international mechanisms, <clears throat> IMF, World Bank, to finance their transition and reduce their vulnerability to climate change-related events with well-known implications for massive migration.
1: Mm-hmm. That's driving the refugees out.
0: Yep. 2.3, climate change as a source of monetary instability. And what does my note say? It's not the central banks. It's the
1: climate.
0: <laughs> right. So the banks have not, they 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 haven't created monetary instability. No, it's not the banks. It's the climate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, would be so amazing if this did get out like mainstream?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, look, they're, they're literally citing a, a study from 2017 McKibben. Well, do you know who the McKibben guy is?
1: No, that's, I don't that's
0: a crazy activist dude. <laughs> We're gonna get into him. He's he's all over these documentaries. He's a nut job. <laughs> Anyways. Anyhow, can you continue on, folks? Um, pressure on the supply of agricultural products and energy are particularly prone to sharp price adjustments and increased volatility, uh, which are causing climate related shocks on inflation. So the inflation is caused by the
1: climate. The
0: climate. <laughs> yeah.
1: It makes, sense. Another, it makes sense. Another
0: thing I can't figure out, like, how does it uh, the temperature cause inflation or impact actual banking? I, you know, things that just don't add up for me. <laughs> Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. Maybe it's just me.
1: Yeah, I guess instance, with, with, with every one-tenth of a degree, uh, the temperature goes up that's 1 point of inflation apparently i don't i don't know where they got the mo- i don't know where they got the model but i think what we should do is we should develop a calculator app that we launch in the app stores where you plug in the temperature for the day and then it shows you what the inflation rate is <laughs> Yeah, this is just nutty. It's just, it's like, who believes this nonsense? Oh, Jim, on Friday, it's going to be 81 degrees. You definitely don't want to shop because inflation will be up 12% on Friday. No, (laughs) you have to wait for a cold snap to come and go grocery shopping. (laughs) Toilet paper will be down to $20 for a big pack at Costco next week because a cold front's coming in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They write... Climate change could
0: have longstanding impacts on agricultural yields. It's the temperature, folks. It has nothing to do with the chemicals that's degrading the soil and of not only nutrients, but also uh, the ability to hold water. No, it has nothing to do with that. Uh, It could lead to frequent resource shortages or to a loss in hours worked due to heat waves
1: yeah or, or like joe or like justin the rancher that i had on for episode i, I, think I can't one, come into
0: work it's too hot
1: <laughs> yeah or justin the rancher i had on from colorado uh who told us on the show like i mean people have heard this before but he uh He clarified it and from he said, listen, everyone that's in ranching and farming is subsidized by the government in some way. They pay them to grow certain crops, not grow other crops. So the government interference in all this has nothing to do with the longstanding impacts on agricultural yields. It's like, no, it has nothing. It's the climate.
0: Yep. Just keep scrolling. This is complete nonsense.
1: Okay. Keep going, Pastor.
0: Let's see what to say here in red. Uh, While the use of cyclical instruments aims to stimulate or subdue activity in the economy over relatively short periods of time, climate change is expected to maintain its trajectory for long periods of time. This situation can lead to stagflationary supply shocks that monetary policy may be unable to fully reverse. Climate change is a global problem that demands a global solution, whereas monetary policy seems currently to be difficult to coordinate between countries. As such, the case for a single country or even a monetary zone to react to inflationary climate-related shocks, which don't exist, could be irrelevant.
1: It says the inflation the banksters – this is your note, Jim – the inflation the banksters are going to create will be so intense it will drive a large percentage of the global population into their solution. Universal basic income via central bank digital currency. Now, that's spot on. Uh, this yeah. stuff is is crazy. It's like we're reading like wizard talk here. <laughs> right. Here we go again, physical risk, okay
0: Climate related weather events, storms, floods, heat waves affect the long-term changes in climate patterns uh, such as ocean acidification, rising sea levels or changes in precipitation. Of which all of these folks have been completely de- debunked. They're not real. The data is proven. Um it don't believe me. I'm not the scientist. Uh, I got the data from a scientist that actually believes this nonsense.
1: <laughs> that was funny. Wild. That was funny up there too. They said they were gonna have a hard time shifting all this uh cross-border monetary policy but it was going to be easy just to like fight climate change worldwide like we could get everyone board on that but we can't deal with the monetary policy when they call it a world currency system already because all the central banks are all part of the same organization it's just comical Oh, and don't tell me that it's hard for them to coordinate the central banks you
0: know which is what we just read well they did it in 2008 and 9 quite easily
1: yeah it's uh simple to do Um, Do we want to look at this or no? Uh, Transition risk.
0: What are the financial impacts that could result from rapid low carbon transition? Well, a lot. Okay, keep going.
1: Here we we go. Introduction to stranded assets.
0: Yeah. So the by limiting the global warming to less than one and a half degrees Celsius requires keeping a large portion. Of existing fossil fuel reserves
1: in the ground and then your note here says so, where will energy come from wind solar where will the metals and minerals come from to rapidly transition to a low carbon economy and and this is and folks if you want to know about all that go back to episodes 80 and 88 because that's where we broke down all their documents where they admit they cannot replace fossil fuel with wind and solar and these uh, so-called alternative energy sources. They just can't do it. They don't even right. have the resources to do it. They don't have the mines necessary to mine all the lithium for the batteries. They just—they admit they cannot do it. It's impossible. It's—I mean, right. it's Coming so from to, the people so that need to do it, say they can't point, do it. For just
0: for one bullet point, that geology survey of Finland proved uh, in a thousand pages that to go. To have the entire planet go to 100% wind and solar electricity and only 30% of the automobile fleet to to electric cars would require a 42 times, in other words, 42,000% increase in lithium production.
1: Yes. Which they they admit they cannot do. They can't do it. Yeah.
0: Okay, credit risk. Climate-related risk can induce, through direct or indirect exposure, a deterioration in a borrower's ability to repair their, repay their debts. Um, okay, so again, go back to the, in- the temperature and the inflation, right? Well, the temperature's too hot. I can't pay my mortgage. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thereby leading to
0: higher care. probabilities of default and a higher loss given default. Moreover, the potential depreciation of assets used for collateral can also contribute to increasing credit risk.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's called them stopping you from working. You can't pay your mortgage. Guess what? They're going to come and steal your house too. (laughs) That's what's going to happen. Yeah. So the forward-looking nature of climate-related
0: risk towards a new epistemology of risk, just highlight the word. I had to look that word up. I'd never heard of it. It's called the theory of knowledge. This Mm -hmm. is important because we're going to see this term uh, going forward in this document. It's the theory of knowledge. Epistemology. Yeah. Yeah. What does the theory of knowledge mean? It means it's made up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Folks, that's the word of the day here. Epistemology. (laughs) E-P-I-S-T-E-M-O-L-O. GY. That's back from the old Bill O'Reilly days. Word of the day, epistemology. Look it up, folks. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> the potentially st- beautiful word. A <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, beautiful word. <laughs> and be a trump impersonation (laughs) of that word beautiful that's a beautiful word word. (laughs) epistemiology ladies and gentlemen epistemiology so great we love epis we love tomologies so fantastic tomologies are great put a little hot sauce a little salsa on them so delicious (laughs) so great believe me believe me folks believe me we sell them at the trump hotel lobby bar and grill so great so great (laughs)
0: <laughs> so they write here the potential the potentially systemic risk posed by climate change explain why it is in the interest of central banks regulators and financial supervisors to ensure that climate related risks are appropriately understood by all players in other words think like us it is therefore not surprising that the first recommendation made by the ngFS which is these uh group of Central banks, regulators, and financial supervisors, in its first comprehensive report, called for quote integrating climate-related risk into financial stability monitoring and micro supervision.
1: <laughs> this is micro management comes 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 to mind there. Yeah. You see how deep this rabbit hole goes. I mean, Jim, when you go to just trip, try to figure out if the climate industry is fake. <laughs> next thing you know, we have like uh, twenty hours of episodes dissecting this stuff. Yeah. So this is interesting. So they write the
0: problem is that ex- extrapolating historical trends can only lead to mispricing of climate-related risk, as these risks have barely started to materialize. Okay. Well, if they've barely started to materialize, why do your charts and graphs go back to 1750 or eight or ten thousand BC?
1: <laughs> That's a good question there. Oh my lord! Okay. So... As a result,
0: the the standard approach to modeling financial risk consistently, consisting in extrapolating historical values, is no longer valid. In a world that is fundamentally reshaped by climate change,
1: <laughs> let's see what this says here. Theory of knowledge. Oh, okay, because they're using it again there. Epistemological yeah, obstacle.
0: Ep- obstacle, right? If uh, ep- epistemological <laughs> obstacles do not refer to the difficulty or complexity inherent to the object uh, object studied but to the difficulty related to the need of redefining the
1: problem. <laughs> in other words, folks, they're making it up. Yes. So, you, Jim, you've read, I mean, I don't know how many books, and so that's the first time in these documents that you ran across that term. Yeah. Epistemology and epistemological. Oh, it's a tongue twister. Yeah. Yes, it is. All <laughs> right. Uh, we keep,
0: um, yeah, just keep going. All right. Folks, when you hear me pause, it's just uh, you know, I read this document three months ago, so I'm just quickly scanning it to refresh my memory.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff, folks. I'm like, I'm serious. There's in this trove, there's 196 documents, not pages, documents. <laughs> yeah. So here they're talking
0: about some insurance companies are reassessing their cost of insuring physical risk. Some rating agencies are increasingly reevaluating credit risk in the light of growing climate-related risk, and some asset managers are becoming more selective and inclined to start picking green assets and or ditching brown assets in their portfolio allocation. Oh, gee, folks, what does that mean? Does that mean BlackRock and Vanguard are picking companies or telling companies what they need to do or financing certain activities versus not financing other activities? Yeah, this document was written in January of 2020 or published mm-hmm. in January 2020.
1: Yeah. And I found some green and brown assets in Willie G's uh, diaper this morning. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which one stunk worse?
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe so. the green one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's always the green one. All right. Measuring, uh, section
0: uh, three measuring climate related risk with scenario based approaches scenario based approaches in other words we're going to model two three four different uh
1: potential outcomes okay all right so we're going to blast through here let's see well, climate
0: related risks are largely uninsurable or unhedgeable as long as system-wide action is not taken what the
1: hell? This is crazy. I wonder who actually yeah. sat in the room and wrote this.
0: Right, only a structural transformation of our global socio-economic system can really shield the financial system against green swan events. This calls for alternative epistemological positions, which is the theory of knowledge positions that can fully embrace uncertainty and the need for structural transformations.
1: Yeah, and folks, remember, this is coming out of, I just to put this in, this is coming from the Bank for International Settlements, like the Bank of the Central Banks and so much more. Basically, I went to, Jim, what would you say, in your opinion, BIS is the highest level sort of like face-forward company, Organization that we can look at that wields power in the world, right? Like, this is the most, oh, yeah, the highest level one that we're allowed to look at. Because, like you said, when you do the research in the BIS, you hit sort of an iron curtain, there's a brick wall that you can't really get behind to see who's actually behind them. Uh, but right. you know that there's 60-some-odd uh, central banks from, like, first world and, and uh, second world countries, I think, that are members, or it's like their bank, but this is they're the owners. high level they're, as you can get. They're not members.
0: They're owners. They're owners of the BIS, right. So then you'd have to drill down to who owns each central bank.
1: Okay, and so this is basically highest level you can get. You're, you're basically reading, like, this professorial uh, paper Written by some, uh, I mean, this is like a theory that they're writing. I, I mean, really, theres it seems the like there's no evidence. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're just going to call this, theory of knowledge. Yeah. Paying for international settlements, theory of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, It's comical. Yep. All right, so do we want to go keep through uh, this or keep going? Let's go. Yeah, keep going folks again this is 115 pages this one document
0: yep so they write the social cost of carbon which adds up in monetary terms all the cost and benefits of adding one additional ton of co2 and the choice of a rate of discount of future damages can provide quote almost any result one desires end quote and lead to outcomes (laughs) and policy recommendations that are grossly misleading
1: (laughs) This is great because I thought I hit a treasure trove when I found all the technocracy documents back in 1919 to like 1935. This is actually bringing all of those documents to life. Like we could publish this as one giant encyclopedia of technocracy. Yeah. Yeah, we can. Keep scrolling. All right. All right. So we're going through past some charts here.
0: So it says, moreover, the, the all the major energy transitions in the past have taken the form of energy additions in absolute terms. That is, they were energy additions more than energy transitions. For instance, biomass uh, has decreased in relative terms, but not in absolute terms. In other words, what they're saying is the percentage of overall energy globally has for biomass has decreased, but the tonnage has increased because the the global population increases has been increasing as well as uh, developing countries developing. Right. This highlights the sobering reality that achieving a low carbon transition in a smooth manner represents an unprecedented challenge with system wide implications. Theory of knowledge. With this in mind estimating the social cost of carbon with confidence is all the more difficult due to the considerable uncertainties and results that depend on a large number of normative and empirical assumptions that are not known with any certainty again folks they're making it up they're telling you they're making it up they're telling you they have no idea what they're doing but they're
1: doing they're going to give it a shot (laughs) And again, this is the bankers trying to save save the planet here uh, right. from themselves. There's A new apparently. term:
0: socio, socio-technical
1: transition. Yeah, yeah.
0: new word that for Is That a new word for technocracy? It's <laughs> Socio-technical. Okay.
1: Well, yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually write that down though, because one of the documents I've been reviewing, which is uh, Industrial Society and Its Future, written in 1995, which predicted all of this stuff. Uh, I'm going to get into doing like some stories on who the author was later, but he called it back in 95, the industrial technological system. Uh, and when you're reading okay. about it, like, like you can go through it and he's, he's telling you basically what technocracy is. He just didn't use the name. Of course, back then in 95, people didn't really hop on the internet and they weren't able to do the kind of research you can do now. So he probably never came across that name cause he wouldn't have been able to find those documents.
0: Right. So here we have a graph uh, titled Changes in Global Levelized Cost of Energy for Key Renewable Energy Technologies.
1: Right. And then you've got the note here, which is great, under Renewable Energy, it says, Forcing the more expensive energy options also helps with inflation (laughs) leading to universal basic income via central bank digital currency. Yeah. So, folks, in this graphic, okay, scroll
0: down just a little bit so I can see what the names of the colors are. Okay. Okay. So here's what they've got. They've got from 2010 to 2018. They got these different types of uh, of stuff here. So they're uh, they're saying bioenergy is down 18 percent. Geothermal is up 50 percent. Hydro is up 30 percent. Solar costs are down 77 percent. Uh, concentrating solar power, whatever that is, is down 46 percent. Offshore wind is down 21 percent. And onshore wind is down thirty five percent. However, they're still more expensive than fossil fuels.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Now then, now this—you've got uh, a chart here. It says battery electric. It says um, Ford. Oh, what is this? Ford influenced the decline of electric trolleys.
0: Yeah. So in 19 uh yeah well this is 1990 but people don't realize that when henry ford came out with the automobile he pushed for policy change to get rid of the electric trolleys because he was coming out with a combustion engine car
1: oh okay Yep. Yeah. all right let's take a look and see do you want to go over this stuff there's a lot highlighted here i would imagine Um, you thought it was important maybe the red yeah
0: yeah i'll I'll just read these two paragraphs so the successful implementation of technologies does not depend only on their relative prices but also on the so-called socio-technical regimes in which they (laughs) operate an example the rules and norms guiding the use of particular technologies for instance once car-based transportation systems are set up in a city or country They largely become self-sustaining by formal and informal institutions, such as the preferences and habits of car drivers, the cultural associations of car-based mobility with freedom, modernity, and individual identity, the skills and assumptions of transport planners, and the technical capabilities of car manufacturers, suppliers, and repair shops. Although pricing mechanisms can surely contribute to overcoming this institutional inertia, other regulations may be needed such as rules on the weight of new cars and proactive support to the development of public transportation to limit the number of personal vehicles more broadly some solutions may depend on new technologies but rather may depend not on new technologies but rather on shifting social norms towards the use of already existing technologies for instance the recent flight chain movement in Sweden and its negative impact on airline companies, along with the positive impacts for the national rail operator, are responses to the quote Greta Thunberg effect, end quote, rather than
1: a technological breakthrough. Yeah. Why is this coming from the bankers? Exactly. They're talking about social engineering through activism. You know, I mean, that's basically what they're talking about here. Um, mm-hmm and and basically Again, uh, at wh- why point, are the bankers concerned about it well the other thing that's interesting is it's they had it looks like everything we've seen they created a society coming out of the industrial boom to today or 30 years ago when they started actually working on this stuff and now for whatever reason they decided they want to engineer a new society like they don't like the society that they built the one that we're living under so maybe th- uh, because there's not I, enough control. I don't know if it's they don't like it. I don't think it's that they don't like it. I think
0: it's that the f- the fiat currency or the debt-based monetary system that they run globally has run its course. And they need to isher, issue or usher in a new mo- monetary system, if you will. And the new one, in their eyes, is going to give them more power and more control than they
1: have currently
0: which is already a lot.
1: Yeah, and also, I mean, do you think possibly there was maybe too much, in their opinion, too much free market? There's too many small, medium-sized business entrepreneurs that aren't part of the system or weren't part of the system that made it, they don't really like that? They want to further condense all this down and centrally control everything?
0: Well, they they definitely want more power and more control. And with the technology we have today, they see an opportunity to not just make – a small incremental step in gaining more power and more control, they can they see the opportunity to make a giant leap forward.
1: Yeah, I think so. I, I think that's definitely true. They I mean, because the concepts that started rising from technocracy that really grew out of progressivism, socialism, and communism. That's a, when you really look at the roots. Because the controlling the means of production, the distribution of goods and services under technocracy is really just the principles of communism. Back then, they wanted to do it with, with uh, index cards, you know, in a Dewey Decimal-type system. But now, yeah. with the technology, I think you're right. They see the opportunity, and they go, listen, we really can hijack and control everything and manipulate every single person on an individual level. That's, uh, that's what I think they see the opportunity for. Plus, like you said, yeah. I don't know what the fiat currency system is. It's just becoming too difficult for them to manage. It's just not gonna. It's not gonna work anymore. Is that what how Catherine? Well, it's puts a it? debt
0: based The fiat currency system is really a, a two tiered debt based monetary system, and the debts are too high.
1: Yeah, so it's at some point they they have to wipe it clean and start over. So this is their next best solution, or or
0: inflate their way out of them. Yeah. inflation
1: reduces the, the, the debt. Right. So, but I mean, that's what you, that's a lot of what, uh, Catherine Austin Fitz talks about, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why they're trying to transition into this new model.
0: Uh, I think she's briefly mentioned it.
1: Okay. All right. So should we, uh, continue going through this?
0: Yeah let's continue
1: all right let me give it to you big on the screen jim
0: Um, let's see here um a rather weakened multilateral order that is an important barrier to address the multiple trade-offs that a a global low carbon transition will generate with this in mind aiming to strand these assets rapidly These assets, meaning fossil fuel assets, and in a fair manner would probably require unprecedented international cooperation, including significant compensation mechanisms for countries that do not exploit fossil fuel reserves. However, past experience, such as the Yasuni ITT initiative in Ecuador, showed the difficulty of reaching agreements on compensation for not polluting, Uh, Finally, low-carbon transition could trigger new geopolitical tensions and potential conflicts, including conflicts related to the quest for resources needed for renewable energy. What's that mean? The metals and minerals, right? Okay, so uh, cobalt, for example, is going to be fought over. So is lithium, etc. But also, when when you read this stuff here, it's they're basically saying they're going to these assets are going to get stranded right well i have a question if these assets are going to get stranded why are the um just the numbers we've seen and we reviewed in previous episodes we're in the trillions of dollars that's mm-hmm. going to be spent on combined oil and gas infrastructure and oil and gas exploration it's in the trillions over the next 5 to 10 years Why are they going to spend that kind of money, they meaning Exxon or all these other companies, for only to have these assets stranded?